recording in progress. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Parker McCumber, and this is Based Business. Uh, the introduction for this show is simple. We are here because there's a lot of myths and false information going around, particularly in the business and economic world. And our goal is to shed just a little bit of light on these issues from a based, rational, and logical perspective. Again, my name is Parker McCumber. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I hold an MBA, and I currently operate and own a number of businesses, the majority of which online. I'm here today with my co-host, Jacob Johnson. Yes, I'm Jacob Johnson. Um, I have a degree in financial planning, so I know a few things about the insurance world, financial world, economics side of stuff, and um, I work in insurance, so um, I deal with a lot of the um, e yeah, the economic side of stuff basically every day. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to go ahead and drop uh, Jacob's you know links uh, in the like YouTube description and things like that. So you guys, if you ever need insurance or something like that, go ahead and hit this dude up. He's a wizard. Uh, and on that note, let's just jump right into it. So I'm going to hit share screen with you guys. And I'm just going to pull up what we're talking about today. So this is something that I've seen. This is something that I've seen go around Facebook a lot the last couple days, particularly from friends of mine that I know have absolutely no business or economic uh, kind of background or understanding here. Uh, so this is something that I, I kind of want to address because I feel like it's becoming very prevalent. Uh, I think it was originally posted here by the other 98% on Facebook. So real quick, if you're just listening in and you can't see what we're looking at, it's a picture of the father and son ownership group of Arizona iced tea. Uh, and this is what the image says. A can of Arizona iced tea is still 99 cents. When the cost of aluminum goes up, it has doubled in the last 18 months. The company just makes slightly less profit. And guess what? The owner and his two sons, who collectively own 100% of the company, are worth a combined $4 billion. Raising prices is a choice. Greedy CEOs are choosing to watch us suffer. And that's what it says. Okay, so I've got a couple problems with this. Uh, first, you're using an absolutely huge company, and you're comparing it to every business when you say, you know, generic terms like raising prices is a choice, greedy CEOs are choosing to watch us suffer. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I wanted to point out right away is, is it doesn't take into account your, your cost of goods, right? Like what it costs to produce a can of Arizona iced tea, right? If you, if you produce, um, sports cars, you know, you tend to have a wider profit margin because it's a luxury good that very few people, I mean, not very few people want, but very few people can afford where if you're producing, you know, like Ford, they just recently stopped producing certain types of cars. They only produce trucks now because they realize their market, they have a higher profit margin in that area. And, and with Arizona iced tea, they probably have a different profit margin they're working on or a different scale of economy, how much profit, how many things they're selling, right? It just makes this image not make sense. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense at all. So I, here's a post that I actually made um, yesterday about it. Uh, and, and something I want to highlight here is uh, that Arizona iced tea 
has an absolutely massive economy of scale. And if you're not familiar with the term economy of scale, essentially in business, that's when the volume of production that you're making and the volume of distribution actually makes your products more profitable. Uh, if you specialize in something, say a can of iced tea, and you only make a can of iced tea, and your factory is geared to be as efficient as possible at making those cans of iced tea, it's going to be obviously cheaper to make a can of iced tea than if you were to have like someone that's doing a soda production stop producing soda, change over what, however they fill the cans, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so specialty here plays a big role as well as volume. Uh, and I pulled this off the Arizona Iced Tea Wikipedia page, but it said that their 2017 revenue was a little bit over $3 billion, <laughs> right? $3 billion. And now you're like, oh, greedy CEOs. No, okay. Arizona Iced Tea is able to keep the can of Iced Tea 99 cents because even if they had an absolutely embarrassing profit margin of 5%, which is very low, very low <laughs> in any category, you're still making $150 million a year of profit. That goes to the ownership group, right? Yep. So I think it, it's just because of the, the sheer volume. I mean, I don't know very many business owners who own a multi-billion dollar business. It's a unicorn company, right? Uh, I mean, the vast majority of businesses, startups, mom and pop shops on Main Street, they fail. Mm -hmm. Most fail in the first year. Uh, I think about 50% fail in the first five years, right? So it's just absolutely absurd that someone would take a 30-plus year company like Arizona Ice Tea that has been running effectively and at a absolutely insane volume of $3 billion in sales. I mean, look, look, do, do the math here. If it's a dollar a can and they make $3 billion in revenue, they're selling a lot. They're more selling 3, 3 billion, billion units, you uh -huh. know, right? <clears throat> That's a lot. So it, it really is not, I mean, as a small business owner myself, I, you, you can't hold this standard to the common well, and one more thing to be aware of in, in relation to this is people think, oh, well, aluminum's gone up. Like, example, recently housing, wood costs went up. The average condo in, in our area um, or, or single-family home costs about forty dollars to $60,000 more just in the cost of lumber alone, right? With construction, the way that their industry works is they buy the wood that they're going to build like a week before or a day before or they have it delivered. They order a month before from the lumber mill. With some of these companies that do that large of business across a huge area, I mean, I don't know if Ice T is anywhere besides the United States and Canada. I don't know if they're in the UK or whatnot. Um, but they negotiate the price of commodities sometimes years in advance. They've got set things where it's here's yeah. the price. And when they got that much money moving, they can even bet against and hedge against the cost with commodity. Um, I can't remember the name of the term. Um, trades basically, right? Like with, with stock market prices, basically, but mm -hmm. for commodities, they can say, Oh, if the price goes up, we can make a profit on that. Use that to buy the commodity that we're, we're buying. So there's ways to level the costs that huge corporations have that you as a single consumer buying two cans of iced tea or whatever your, you know, snack that's gone up 20% in price. Um, 
that you can't do as an individual consumer. Yeah, so I actually looked into the very first time I saw this, uh, you know, meme, I guess we'll call it, this misinformation post from the 98%. Uh, I went and looked up what the cost of a can was for Arizona iced tea. And the aluminum can in 2012, uh, I think it was 2012, was five cents a can was the aluminum cost, right? Did that include like the production of like turning Correct. the can? Or is that just the, the raw? No, the production, the production of the can. everything. The right? aluminum yeah, five cents. shaping, five cents <clears throat> is what is what they're spending on a can. So even if you say, well, that's doubled, 10 cents a can, right? That's yeah. essentially 10% of your cost is producing the packaging of that can. Uh, that's, I mean, relatively low in the grand scheme of like packaging and Mm-hmm. And the cost that you associate with making sure that a product's ready to be delivered to a customer. Uh, and, and granted, I know that that's not their only packaging cost, right? You're going to put these on pallets when you ship them to your, your warehouses, grocery stores, whatever. They're going to have plastic wrap over them. Like there's some other stuff that goes into that in the grand scheme of things. But as far as an individual can, I think you're looking at about 10 cents uh, with the, the tall boy cans, the 24 ounce cans that yeah. they use is what they, they claimed. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but there's there's a handful of other reasons that you see prices rise, especially in today's kind of environment and markets, right? Uh, I mean, no one was immune to rising costs associated with the coronavirus pandemic, right? And, and a lot of the stuff is just very simply dictated by supply and demand. Um, something I... I Wanted to highlight, you know, just that that a lot of e-com entrepreneurs saw, right, was that the reduced workforce in factories, right, made it take longer to get your goods produced. And then you had shipping delays from reduced workforce in your, like, freight carriers, reduced workforce in your UPS, your FedEx, your post offices to actually deliver. Your warehouse just packaging it. Right? Yeah, everywhere. So you see reduction in labor that leads to an increase increase in cost because all of a sudden that labor is being stretched thin. The supply is not there. The demand for it goes up. There's costs associated with labor that increase, costs associated with shipping that have increased, costs associated with production that have increased. Uh, and I mean, that's, that started in, in 2020 where you really started to see big hikes there, but it's continued. And, and with the, you know, constant inflation or the constant printing of more money in, in the United States and, and really around the world to kind of combat some of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, you know, economic effects, you see more dollars competing for the same or less amount of goods being produced. Now, uh, going right back to that supply and demand thought, if you have more dollars going for or competing for the same amount of cost obvious, or the same amount of produce, you're obviously going to have to raise your prices mm-hmm. to balance out that supply and demand. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, no, no I agree completely. Um, but you also have to what, – one more thought I have of the whole supply demand thing is, is the type of good you have, right? Connecting it to a- the Arizona tea situation – you have some goods that are that have to stay more stagnant, right? You got your your typical your 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 bread, your utilities, your your water bill, you know, some of those things that it doesn't matter what happens to the price, you have to buy them, 
right? Versus you have luxury goods, which weirdly enough, COVID increased the amount of people buying certain types of luxury goods because they were at home, they were bored, they didn't know what to do. People were buying toys that they couldn't use. Like now we have this huge influx of people going to Disneyland and going to vacation spots that were making those prices go up. Um, but Arizona iced tea, right? Like their, their product has a certain market. People know that, Oh, here's what it's cost is going to be. Absolutely. If they raise their price by 25 cents a can, like, like dollar stores have done a lot of dollar stores are now selling their product for dollar 25. I think they're going to have a really bad quarter of the dollar stores because people are going to shop there less. They're used to it being a certain price. It's a standard good. It's not a luxury good. You increase the price. They might lose 50% of their sales. Who knows what it will be. And that's more than, the benefit of increasing the cost. Absolutely. Things become a lot more competitive when you start to raise costs because people start shopping around and thinking that dollar's not stretching as far as it used to. So yeah. if you're a, a local, let's say bakery, right? And you bake your loaves of bread, your cookies, your cakes, and you raise your prices 25% or whatever because your costs have increased uh, due to scarcity, due to supply and demand, etc. People start shopping around. Um and all of a sudden, your you know maybe more constant customer base is looking elsewhere. So it's not necessarily in a business's best interest to raise costs, like you were saying yeah. uh, in your example. But it is sometimes necessity. I think. I mean, going back to let's pull back up that that post real fast yeah, on the screen share. Uh, going back back to this this post, Arizona is able to not raise their prices because of their massive economy of scale because of their volume a small business though getting hit with like just taking the example out of this out of this meme here the cost doubled right yeah if if mom and pop on main main street see a double in their cost of goods they have to raise their prices mm -hmm. because they're not benefiting from three billion dollars in revenue they're probably working, you know, somewhere in the range of fifty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, right? Yeah. And if their profit margin, let's say, is a, a modest, you know, twenty percent, and their costs double, yeah. Well, and grocery stores tend to have a lower margin, the Correct. lowest margin. A lot of them, it's actually two to three percent operating margin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A few have five percent, but so it's even look double cost for a grocery store, mom and pop. You know, that's selling there. Yeah, it's game over for them. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a game over. So you, you run into an issue where you lose profitability, right? And if you lose profitability, you have, you know, you, you really have to find a way to become profitable again. And that can be done by raising your prices or becoming more efficient, right? And so, sure, you can say, uh, you know, raising prices is a choice in the sense that you could always become more efficient. You can find a way to be leaner. You can find a way to be more cost effective to take more advantage of an economy of scale, perhaps. But at some point you can't, you actually can't become more efficient, right? If you're laying off employees left and right, and you're trying to do this by yourself and, and you're trying to cut the costs any way you can. For example, if, if, you know, Jacob and I started a business and I can't afford to pay Jacob anymore and Jacob leaves, I can't do the same workload that we and just both had. Of us did. Yeah. So you actually then are losing product or services that you could sell to make money and you are still Yeah, not or, or quality. Just as an example in the insurance realm that I've worked in, we've had an explosion over the last couple of years with COVID because a lot of people they're bored, they're not, they're not driving mm -hmm. or or whatever it is, and they're thinking, 
okay, how can I make this cheaper? I'm, I'm driving my car a tenth as much. Like we saw in Utah, the amount of miles being driven measured by the, the um, Utah Highway. I saw the data in February. It dropped almost 80% how much people were driving for like two or three months, right? It went back up a little bit. Um, and now it's, it's normalized again. It's actually surpassed what it was two years ago, which is expected with Utah's population growth. Um, but people are dropped and they're like, well, I'm driving 80% less. Why am I paying the same amount? So we saw this huge spike where people were just searching, even our own clients, because they wanted to get the best, cheapest price rather than quality. But people weren't asking the questions, oh, what is my, you know, policy cover? What does this look like? What is that? It's, oh, that's $2. I literally had one client leave me over 93 cents a month. Holy smokes. That's how much cheaper it was for them to go somewhere else. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And this client had been with our office for 10 years. Jeez. <clears throat> you know, and so it just depends on your industry. It can be affected by those things. Ah, absolutely. Well, I think that we've done a pretty good job uh, kind of going over just a, a general basis of why sometimes it's not a choice uh, and why it's necessary to raise prices and why that uh, meme example, again, I'll pull it up for you, from the 98% is, let me see if I can get that screen shared real quick, uh, why it's not really applicable to the vast majority of businesses. Again, they're benefiting from billions of dollars of revenue, which means even at a very small profit margin, they're able to reap massive amounts of wealth for the ownership group. Uh, and at some point, if you aren't raising prices, but your costs are increasing, you lose that profitability. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and I think we'll call this episode. Yeah, right. This is the first episode of Base Business. I would encourage you to please like and subscribe. Hit and, that follow button. Yeah, hit that follow button. And if you guys have questions, comments, concerns, or thoughts that you'd like to share, uh, go ahead and, and drop them down. I'm sure you know you can hit that comment button on YouTube. If you see this on Facebook, you've got a spot right there. Uh, we're also going to be hosting on, I think, pretty much every major podcast platform. So find it on Spotify. Find us on Spotify. Like, scri- like, subscribe, let us know what you want to see. And uh, we're going to keep producing videos talking about what goes on in the business world and our two cents. Keeping it based. Keeping it based. Have a great evening. Good one. I don't know how to stop recording. Go Team USA.